Thank you for tuning in to Repairs of the Breach Ministries podcast. We pray this podcast blesses you as Pastor Calvin King delivers a message from God. All right, I'm picking up again with A Way Out. So this would be part three. That's uh, talking about the escape room. You got to get an escape. Uh, God always gives us a plan of escape. So somebody asked me, say, say, Pastor, why are you staying on your sermons two and three and four times? Amen. Thank you for asking. There are preachers that, Pastor, that don't, they don't do all that. They, they give you one sermon, and then next week they got something different for you. Well, I'm not like other preachers, I guess. Uh, I want to make sure you get it. Amen? And, 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 and to, to help this individual, because she says redundant, I say, listen to me good. God gave me one message, and that was to repair the breach. And I'm not alone. There's the most powerful man that I know. Stepped up on the scene, and God only gave him one message. Thus said the Lord God Almighty, let my people go so that they may serve me. That's the only message Moses had. Every time he went back to Pharaoh ten or more times with the same message. God didn't change his message. Why? Because they hadn't changed. Mm-hmm. Let my people go so that they might serve me. Pharaoh wouldn't listen. So God sent a plague. The plague softened his heart, but did not stop him. Did not make him change his mind. Came back again with the same message. Thus said the Lord God Almighty, let my people go so they may say, I'm begging you to let them go. No, you're not going to do it? Okay, God, so I'm going to send something else your way. Same message. I remember another great man in the Bible, the forerunner of Jesus. All he was saying was, repent, for the kingdom of God is at hand. Simple message. Don't keep asking me to change my message when you won't change your ways. I'm not being ugly, but you ask. If it's redundant to you, then you change. And maybe I can move on. I am not upset. I'm just speaking the truth. Amen? God bless you. I'm trying to give you a way out. Okay? And the bad part about it, no, I'm not going to say that. Because then I'll leave it alone. I've said, en- I've said enough. All right. All right. Well, anyway, people, uh, there is a way out. There is a way of escape. For some of you all and for the rest who are still fighting issues and dealing with things in your life and distractions, you're going to have these until we see him face to face. The thing is that you, you should be getting strengthened in certain areas or some areas of your life by holding on to this word. This word is designed to get in you so that you will not sin against him. If you don't let this get in you, you will sin against him. And I know that you want me to talk about the prosperity, this and the that, but if I can just get you away from sin just a little bit, the Bible has said, he said, if you walk up right before me, I will withhold no good thing from you. Then when you do, when it does come, the enemy won't take it. 
See, if it comes right now and you live in any kind of way, then the devil could take you, the Bible says, at will. You know, he can mess you up. He can make you sin at will. And then next thing you know, all the blessings that God has for you now has been cut short or put out of your reach because you hadn't grown up yet. Amen. So all he's doing is trying to mature us, trying to get us to grow. Well, I don't think God has to do it that way. The Bible said, Jesus said, he, he learned obedience by the things in which he suffered. When you realize that, 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 that there's a sellout being taking place, that there's an exchange being taking place, you won't sin as much. If you realize that God got a big blessing for you, how many of you watch your walk when you realize that? When you know something big is coming your way, you know, you 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 you, you careful. You know, you, 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 you almost like a thief in the night. You watching everything. You watching everybody. Because that blessing, you know, you don't want to do anything that's going to hinder that blessing. But once you get it, that's when it becomes dangerous. The Bible told the children of Israel, he said, lest you forget the God who brought you out. When everything's going good, you got your wine, you got this, you got that, you're, you're living in luxury. He said, you're forgetting the God who brought you out. That's the danger for us today. That's why you need to know how you're living before you try to handle the blessings. The blessings can make you forget God. Okay, that's too much. All right. So I gave you a scripture today. Uh, faith comes by hearing, and hearing came by the word of God. Philippians chapter 3, finally, my brothers, rejoice in the Lord. And watch this. To write the same thing to you, to me indeed, is not grievous. But for your safety and for your sake, I'm going to keep doing it. That's my scripture I'm standing on for you who all think that I am spending too much time on one message. Write that scripture down. Take a picture of it. Do whatever you need to do so you can go back and look it for yourself. Paul's telling him, he said, look, finally, brothers, rejoice in the Lord. And to write the same thing to you, indeed, it's not grievous. It's not a problem for me. Why is it a problem to you? It could be that that word is going in and getting next to that devil that's been holding you captive. And you need to keep hearing it until he let go. He goes on down, on down in verse 3 and he said, And have no confidence in your flesh. The problem is that you put too much confidence in your flesh rather than the word of God. You think you got it and that devil ain't gone. Mm -hmm. Put no confidence in the flesh. If you know that you have a gluttony spirit or a lust for food or whatever, you should not go to a, a what do they call it, a buffet. You should not go to a buffet, okay? Because if you go to that buffet and you can get whatever you want, how much you want, you can embarrass somebody who's with you. Mm -hmm. I won't even say embarrass yourself. So if you know your weakness, don't put yourself in that area. You know if you are coming off of of alcohol, you can't go out to uh, happy hour. You can't go to happy hour because you're not going to be happy. Okay? Certain things you cannot do when you're learning about this flesh. Put no confidence in the flesh. Do not put yourself in position and think that your flesh ain't going to act up. You hear me? 
And if God told you in his word, don't do it, you better not do it. Better not. I'm sorry. That's an old Mississippi terminology. Better not. Okay? All right. So here we go. Now, since I've got that out of the way, let me pick back up where we were. 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 13, from the King James Version. There has no temptation taken us, but such as is common to man. The devil does not or cannot pull out any new tricks. Amen? He can't hit you with something that he hadn't hit somebody else with. He can't tip you with something that he didn't tip Jesus with. The Bible says he was tempted in all points, but without sin. Now, he's our example, and he didn't sin. That's a high standard. So it's coming to man. Say that next part together. But God, I need to hear you say it. One more time. Say it one more time for me. Young people, I definitely need to hear y'all say it. Come on. But God, what is he saying? That when temptation come on you, God is faithful. Remember when you get tempted, when you get tested, when stuff's going on in your life and you're about to yield to sin, but God is faithful. But God is faithful. In other words, I'm being tempted, the devil is after me, I'm about to mess up, but God is faithful. So faithful to do what? Who will not suffer you to be tempted above you, able to bear it. But with all temptation, he's going to do what? Make a way to escape. So when you're getting tempted to do something wrong, what you have to do now is say, hold on, but God. God, where's my way of escape? There's got to be a way out of this. It may be, amen, it may be just to shut your mouth. It may just be to, 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 to go back to your, your, your First Amendment, to, 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 to remain quiet. Don't take the one that has the right to, to speak out. You know, you, you have a right to remain silent. Shut up and watch God open up a way of escape. I was talking to my son this week, and he, you know, had messed up a little bit. And we made him talk. And I said, what made you do that? He said, I just, I just don't know. I don't know. And it's true. It's true. You, you, you know it, but you don't know where it's going. Hold on. Some of you all think that it's the devil that's making you do stuff. Or that's the lie you tell. Okay? I know now and I understand why God going to lock him up for a thousand years. Because during that thousand years, there are people who still going to do wrong. So who are you going to blame it on? This, it's called the millennial reign of Christ. When the devil's going to be locked up for a thousand years, you will not be able to use him as an excuse to do wrong. God's going to shut your mouth. Mm -hmm. So some of the stuff that you're involved in right now, the devil not making you doing it, is that sinful nature that you keep carrying. It's that you that, you, that keep, you know what, when, when I was talking to my son, I said, I said, say, do you realize there's voices in your head? He said, yeah. I said, they're telling you to do this, and you got to be able to stop for a minute and, and just say, okay, where's this thought coming from? Why do I need to do this? Why do I need to act this way? And judge yourself. 
And the Bible says, you judge yourself, you won't be judged. God giving us every way out. Every way out. Now, let me give you the test. How many of you all have seen God give you a way of escape? Mm-hmm. Amen. Now, you go back to that scripture where it said, but God is what? He is faithful. You can attest the fact that he's faithful. You may have not took the way of escape, but he gave it to you. And what happened, Pastor, when I don't take the way of escape, then you're left to do what you want. And many times, you remember when Paul said the stuff that I, I ought not to do? It's the very thing that I do. The things that I don't want to do, I end up doing it. The stuff I said I wasn't going to do no more, I do it again. He said, oh, wretched man that I am. How many of y'all are wretched? Yeah, boy, you just, whew. I know nowadays, it's, it's rough nowadays, uh, but, but Paul said it, he must knew what day we was coming to. Some of y'all in here, you're wretched. And what you need to do is find somebody who's going to deliver you from this mess. What mess is it? The mess is you. you the mess. And you need somebody to deliver you from you. Paul said this way, I thank God, Jesus Christ. See, he's the only somebody that can deliver you from you. It's not the devil that you're running from. It's you. You're your own worst enemy. Mm-hmm. Stop blaming everything on the devil. It's you. So, but with every temptation also it made a way of escape that you may be able to what? To bury it, okay? So you can be able to do it, get away with it, because God said, I'm going to give you a way out of it, so I don't care what the devil throw at you, just hold on. I told you all how long to try to fight. Do y'all remember anything I'm teaching y'all? How long? One hour. Thank you. Thank you. Who said it? Thank you. You're listening. Everybody else, you got an F for the day. So... Jesus asked the disciples when they were under temptation, they were tempted to, to go to sleep and couldn't tear. He said, could you not tear with me for one hour? And I found out that when the devil tempted me, I said, Lord, just help me. Lord, just, you know, I give me some praise music on. I give me some scripture. I start praying in the Holy Ghost. Start praying my own prayer language. Why? Because I'm looking for strength. I just got to get through one hour of this. And many times before the hour come in, it's gone. Because of the things that I do, the worship, the warfare, brings God closer to me so the devil has to flee. Am I talking over you guys' head? I'm telling you stuff that happened in my life, and I know if it worked for me, it will work for you. When you're being tempted, there's a way of escape. But when you don't want to look for the escape, you better put up your dukes and go to fight. All right? You want to do something crazy, that, and that, 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 that alcohol, and you, you just came off of it, it may be looking good. And you, and you want to, and the devil just step back and watch and see what you're going to do. And you sitting there watching it. You're watching it. You know, you won't do nothing. You won't get it away from me. You won't do nothing. You're just watching it. So what you've got to do then, you got to, oh, God, Jesus, help me, Lord, and start backing your tail up. You hear me? You know your temptations. You know your issues. And you know the devil's going to present it to you, but he can't make you take it. 
So what you got to do is look for a way out. God has showed you a way out. He showed you a way out, first of all, by not going there. But since you went anyway, and then this thing has presented itself to you, now there's another battle. Now it has become more intense. Now you got whatever you got within you, you better start letting it happen. Well, I don't believe in speaking in tongues. Do you believe in that temptation? Yeah. You need to do whatever you can do to get that thing away from you and put some distance between you and it. Whether it be the TV, the computer, it be him or her. I'm trying to help you. You got a fight on your hands. And there comes a time when it seems like you fight. You know what? Our president right now has a fight on every... <laughs> Woo! And the boy already got a lot of money. So he might just be in the midst of, you know what, y'all can have that president. <laughs> you know, give me Air Force One. I'm out of here, you know. I get my own plane, you know. He can, he, I mean, so you got to pray for him. He's battling on every front. I believe that's prophetic to let us know that the church is fighting on every front. And we just don't see it. We're watching the wrong news. I tell you what, start looking at the good news and you're going to see how big of a battle we've been facing. Because there's no more good news out there. You know what the good news is? It's in you. It's locked up in you. That's why the Bible says we got to go ye therefore. We got to take the good news to the world. Because the world's not hearing anything. Well, heck, how are they going to hear without a preacher? Or a king, uh, or New Living Translation, a messenger. How are they going to hear it unless you take it to them? Well, how are you going to take it to them if God don't send you out? That's why you have been brought in here so that I can equip you to take it right back out there. The stuff you learning, the stuff that God's doing in your life, you got to go and give that good news to somebody else because ain't nobody else hearing it. All right, so let me get to where we are. And I know y'all are ready to get back to where we started at. Uh, again, and y'all have to forgive me how my stuff, all that stuff is moving around. When I typed it up, it was all right, but now I see it's moving around. I'm, I'm dealing with the AA rules, the Alcoholic Anonymous rules. Uh, they have put some steps and some guidelines, 12 steps in place, in which they have gotten victory through a lot of people. Like, not all people, but a lot of people have gotten victory going through these 12 steps. So pastor, as me being pastor trying to help you, I said, whatever it helps for a lot of people, it ought to be able to help my folks out too. I'm trying to do anything I can to help you live victorious in this life. But I know everything is tied to the word of God. There's no victory if it's not through Jesus. Okay? So what I did, I took their 12 steps, and I put some scripture references to them for what I saw to try to help you to see through it too as well. We stopped on step five last week. I'm going to pick back up there. Step five, admit to God, to ourselves, and to other human beings the exact nature of our wrong. Now, I stopped there last week because you got to be careful. Okay? All right? You first need to admit it to God. Okay? James chapter 5, verse 16 from the New Living Translation. Confess your sins one to each other and pray for each other so that you may be, what? Healed. In that point, he was talking about getting healing. Well, okay, let's go even deeper. You might need healing from uh, not just a sickness in your body, but that evil heart of yours may need healing. So I can, okay, I can go with the whole thing on that. The earnest prayer of a righteous person 
has great power to produce wonderful results. So right there, you ain't just confessing your faults to just anybody. Confessing your faults to a righteous person. Telling Pookin them and Ray Ray them, if they ain't righteous, it's not going to do you any good. Find you a righteous person who understands God, who loves God, who can help you get out of your issues. You can't just talk to anybody because it becomes gossip. Some people that you tell stuff to, guess what? That makes them involved or interested. Some people you tell stuff to, it gives them a license to sin. When you it's just say, no, don't use me. Let me, let me use Elder Harris. If he go tell you he's the elder, of the, he, okay, I use myself, pastor then. All right. <laughs> so if I go tell you that I, you know what, I, I just drank last night. I, I'm sorry. Okay, just forgive me, all right? Don't you tell nobody. Well, guess what? She liked drinking too. <laughs> so if pastor has done it, guess what the devil going to tell her? If he did it, you can do it too. And if he catch you, ain't a thing he can say. And where's all those thoughts coming from? Is the devil putting these thoughts in my head or my lower nature putting this in my head so that I can mess up, so that she can mess up, so that whoever watching her can mess up. You cannot sin and not affect the next person. Mm -mm. Your sin is not to yourself, baby. When you mess up, there's always somebody else involved. And the devil ain't going to always. One thing that helped me to get my little self together when I had little Calvin. And I looked at that boy. I was shocked. I said, this boy, he, he came out the womb. I was right there. This boy looked just like me. <laughs> I mean, look at him. He looked just like me. I'm like, God, this is, this is ridiculous. I saw myself. And God said, will he fight your demons? Mm-hmm. So I really started putting myself under a magnifying glass. And I started holding myself so much accountable because I didn't want him to fight his daddy's demons. I didn't want to pass my mess off to him. You hear me? What most of you all have to do, you have to find something greater than you to fight for. If you don't care about yourself being put under the devil's uh, uh, radar and under his, 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 uh, his bullseye, think about your children. Think about somebody else. Because what he's doing, he's trying to get... I saw this movie, uh, Clash of the Titans. And as I can remember, this, this Perseus or whatever it was, the devil couldn't take him, couldn't mess with him. So this demon or this thing said, then persecute or go after those he loved. Man, that thing spoke so loud to me. I'm like, wait a minute. If the devil can't get me, he's going to try to get somebody I love. So I've got to walk upright. I've got to do what's right. Because if I give the place to the devil, I can't pick and choose what he's coming after. That's why God warned us, don't give no place to the devil. Don't give him any room to operate in your life whatsoever. Well, pastor, what if I, uh, this thing, keep, I keep messing up. I don't want to do it, but I do it. Well, okay, let me help you with that. It's called repentance. Repent. Well, well Pastor, the, I don't want to go talk to God. I, I just messed up. Well, you need to run to him. 
You need to have that relationship, and all of us in here have messed up at one point in our life, but my relationship with God is so good now, I can say, you know what, I just messed up. <laughs> Woo, can you help me? I go straight to him. I'm not going to hide, and what happens is that sin makes you want to hide from God. And it gets you to a point that you don't want to talk to God. You can't talk right now. You, God, I, I don't want to hear from you right now, God. I, I just messed up. And God, like, but, but I can cleanse you. While you were yet a sinner, I sent my son to die for you. Now, why are you going to turn your back on me because you just messed up now? While you were sinning, I still sent him to die for you. So what make you think now you can't come to me? Who told you that? Who has bewitched you? Who has, boo- who has, who, who has deceived you? Bamboozled you? Made you think that you can't come to me? This little baby that they hold right now. If she were to fall, I'm sorry, I shouldn't have put you out there. All right, I can't put her on blast. She started crying. If she fall, and you, can she walk now? She walk. Okay, if she walking, what are you going to be doing? As, as parents, you're going to be right there. Come on, baby. Come on. And that's exactly what God doing with you guys. He understands that you're trying to get this thing together. So he's right there with you trying to keep you from falling. The Bible says he's able to keep you from falling. He's right there. And if you fall, guess what? I got you, baby. Don't quit. Don't stop. Keep going. Keep walking. Come on. You're about to get it, baby. You're about to get it. Come on. Come on. You're living better this year than you were last year. I'm so proud of you, baby. Keep going. He's not what you thought he was. He's not this big guy in the sky with a hammer who's ready to hit you over the head. He's a loving father who when you fall down in the mud, he's just running. I can see him bust out of heaven right now. And you all dirty and nasty. He's coming to your rescue. All his clean, all his royalty robes on. And he's coming getting in that dirt just to pick you up. He's not holding that dirt against you. He's not looking. He looked beyond that dirt and saw his child. And what parent in here will not be able to do that? If your child is falling in the mud and they muddy and nasty, here you go. You're running after that baby to help him up because they're crying, they're hollering, and you're going after them. You're not looking at the mud. You're willing to get dirty to so your baby to know that you're there for him. And your God is the same way. Stop running away from him when you mess up. And come to him. There's a, that Jesus shed enough blood to wash that stuff away. Sin wants you to itself. Isolated from others. Sin wants you to keep quiet. He wants you, sin wants you to feel so guilty about it or so embarrassed about your sin, you won't talk to nobody else. Sin wants you to cover him up. The scriptures say, he that covereth his sin shall not prosper. Why cover it when God say, I'm willing to forgive it? Oh, you don't want him to forgive it? Yeah, I want him to forgive it. Then uncover it. Stop acting like you got it all together and ain't nothing wrong with you. You come in here and you're faking it. No, God, look, I got something to talk to you about. You say you know the thoughts that I think in my heart. You, you know my heart. God, look. 
I came here today because I know I'm messed up. I'm not coming here trying to pretend like I got it together, but God, I need some strength, and this is the only place I know. Give me a word. Give me something that's going to help me, that's going to help me to endure what we call life. Sin wants to isolate itself or isolate you and keep you away from others so it can destroy your life. The power of confession breaks the hole and exposes the secret sin that is trying to destroy your life. You didn't know sin was trying to destroy your life, did you? But your confession is so powerful, find somebody that you can talk to. Now, I thank God. I understand now what's so important about having a helpmate. You need a help me that's going to hold your stuff and ain't going to tell nobody else. This person should be the closest person in your life. They are there to help you meet the need of Christ on your life. So you can't hide nothing from your mate. You shouldn't be. I should be able to talk to my wife about anything. Baby, you know, I'm, I'm dealing with this issue. And she ought to be able to, what? The prayer of a righteous person. Start praying for me and interceding for me, and before the devil can take me out, I come out. Amen. Mm -hmm. You missed that one. It was pretty quick to me, too, <laughs> but I heard it. Before the devil can mess up my stuff, because I've told and I've confessed it to her, she goes in prayer for me over it. Why? Because I like what I'm doing. She don't like it. She can see the destructive power of it. So what she do is go to God in earnest, heartfelt prayer. And then that prayer availed so much that God snapped, snatched the nap of my neck and pulled me out of it. And I come to some senses. I come to myself. And I realized how wrong I was. Thank you. Well, I ain't got no wife. I ain't got no husband. You better get closer to Jesus. You got a good friend? Make sure your friend's in church. Find your friend that's righteous. That's why you got to be careful who you put yourself around. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I believe that the reason why most married couples break up because they shut up. Y'all want to tweet that one out? All right. I believe married people break up because they shut up. They won't go talk to each other about the attacks that the devil is bringing into their life. See, the devil can get you to a point where you won't talk about somebody flirting with you and you don't want to go tell your husband. No, you don't want to tell that. And the devil know that. Mm -hmm. And before you know it, that little co-worker ain't just working at work. I'll leave that one alone. You know where I'm coming from, all right? There's no sin that can just take over your life without you having something to do with it. You have to yield some way. You have to give it the right away at some point. You have to accept it. Mm -hmm. We're going to get off of step five for sure. <laughs> confession is great but must be made with discretion 
Any unwise, unprayerful confession. Is that a good word, unprayerful? It's not a good word. Okay, I created that word. So if you Google it and it ain't there, it's because I created it, all right? But you, I, I want you to understand what I was trying to say. If you're not praying about it, if you're not being prayerful over it, you know, you can mess around and do the wrong thing. So any unwise, unprayerful confession, what? If I hadn't said nothing, y'all would not know it was not a word. So, all right. It's my word. A word is designed to relay a message. You got the message. Thank you. All right. So an unwise, unprayerful, unprayerful confession of sin can be caused can be the cause of more sin. Pray first. Pray first. Before I go run to my wife, I just, baby, I was with that that woman. (laughs) Couldn't even get it out of my mouth. Now I done caused her to sin. Because I wasn't prayerful. Something you better go to God with first and let God help you to repent and get out of it. And then maybe somewhere along the line, He can release you to talk to your wife about it. I'm not saying that be deceitful and don't tell her everything, but you better tell God first. The devil got you out there, and you need to repent from going out there. There's a difference between, and I think I put it up there, a, a, a sinful act and a sinful life. You might slip and mess up. But if you keep slipping and messing up, now that's, that, that's a little bit more to overcome. I've seen some women who can forgive their husband over two or three times. And because they do that, he keeps doing it. I don't understand how you can really repent from something and you keep dogging a person out that's trying to forgive you. You ought to see what your sins are doing to that individual and realize what it's taking them through and make a decision to really repent from it. Once you repent, it gives God rights to work with your life. Is that Jesus calling me? All right. I know it's my time, but anyway. Let's go step six. We don't have that many more to go. All right, step six. We're entirely entirely ready to have God remove all these defects in our character. They say that they are entirely ready to have God remove all the defects in their character. How many of you all are ready for God to get some of those issues out of your life? You're tired of you. Until you get tired of you, baby, you can't get your deliverance. Unless you're sick and tired of your sins, your sins going to hold on to you. you got to get to a point where you realize what your sins are doing to you so that you can let them go. Watch this. Isaiah chapter 1, verse 18, New Living Translation. Come now, let us settle this thing. 
This is God talking to you, telling you, come on, let us talk about this thing. Let us settle this issue. Let us get this thing right, says the Lord. Though your sins are like scarlet, I will make them as white as snow. You hear that? Scarlet, red. I don't care how bad you are, how messed up you are, how dirty your sin is. God said, I can cleanse it. He's trying to tell you how much power he has. Uh huh. Though they are red like crimson, I will make them white as wool. Now watch this. God's direction for us is, is, is reasonable and it's smart. It is the only way for you to live. So when you come to God, you must understand that what he's going to ask you to do is reasonable and it's smart. Remember, I, uh, Romans said, present your body to God, which is your reasonable, the most reasonable thing you can do. So when God comes to you, he's going to ask you something that's reasonable, something that you can do. He might tell you, you don't have to stop smoking all of once. He might tell you, cut back today. You smoke five today, only smoke four today. Tomorrow, only smoke three. Okay? The day after tomorrow, you're down to two. And the day after that, you only got one. He's the type of God that's going to meet you where you are. He's not going to set a bar for you that he knows that you can't get over. Amen? Now, here's the big one. Don't try to make sin appear to be less than it really is. Well, you know, let's say I, you go to God this way, but I'm just going to go to my wife this way. Miss King, you know, it, it wasn't that bad. You know, all we did was went out to lunch. We went to dinner. Yeah, I drank a little bit, you know. Yeah, yeah, and, and all we did, we didn't really do nothing much. I just get on the job. Just like she said then, God going to look at you the same way. Yeah, really? Mm -hmm. It might not be what you did. It's what you were leading up to. I'm going to tell you the truth, okay? Uh, and I want to hit this so y'all can understand it really, uh, how it is. If you're dealing with porn, pornography, that's one of the big issues that, that, that's attacking church people. The scripture is, says this. He said, any man... Or woman that look, well, I said it's a scripture reference, so you won't be getting it twisted. Any man that looketh upon a woman to lust after her has committed sin or adultery already in his heart. You don't have to go commit the act because in your heart you did it when you start lusting after. So lust is the biggest sin. Yeah, boy. All right. So don't go to God and justify, you know, God, I wouldn't hurt nobody. I was just looking at you were sinning. You were lust. So don't go into God and justify what you're doing wrong. He just told you, though your sins be as crimson red, I can make them white. Don't come to me and half do it. Don't dress up your sin and come to me. Come to me just like you are. You messed up and your sin is horrible. So don't come to me and dress it up and say, I, I, you know, it wasn't that bad. Yes, it was that bad. If you're dealing with lust, come to him. God, I'm dealing with lust. Don't come to him and say, well, God, you know, I had an affair. What? You had an affair? That sounds like, that's, that's a nice word. I mean, shoot. 
Anybody want to have an affair? It don't sound nasty. I mean, you think adultery and you think an affair, give me an affair. You see what I'm saying? You're dressing it up. You're trying to dress it up so it sounds better. But God said the issue is wrong. Yeah! <laughs> I know. You ready to go too? All right. All right. All right. Our best intentions or promises can, can't clean the stain. Only Jesus can remove it. You hear me? Only Jesus can do what Jesus can do. He's the only somebody can get your sin out of you, can get that stuff out of you, that can cleanse you up. Let me give you one more step, okay? I know it's about time, but at least let me get past two of them. Step seven. Humbly ask him to remove our shortcomings. 1 John 1, 7. But if we are living in the light, as God is in the light, then we have fellowship with each other, and the blood of Jesus, his son, cleanses us from all sin. How many of you are walking in the light? Let me explain it before you do it, before you say it. Walking in the light does not mean that you, you, not mess, you don't mess up, okay? Right now, it's raining outside, okay? If you walk outside, chances are your shoes may get wet. Mm-hmm. Pastor, what are you saying? I'm saying because you're walking in the light does not mean that you're not going to get involved in something. You see what you're going into, and most Christians see what they're going into. The problem is that what you're going to have to do is get your feet clean. Mm-hmm. Pastor, what are you trying to say? I'm trying to say that we understand that on this side of eternity, sinless perfection is not possible. But yet we walk in the light. In other words, before you start throwing stuff at me, it's so easy to sin. You know what? I can say, Miss King, I'm coming home at 5 o'clock because she had dinner ready at 5. And it'd be seven when I get there. Now, I don't know what's been going through her head about what she thinks, but my thought, you know, I ain't nowhere but at the church or at work or at the house. So, come on, get a grip. The point is, I sinned. Because sin is simply missing the mark. If, there, if that bullseye was the center of that cross and I take an arrow and I draw it back and I hit the bottom of that cross, I may have hit the target, but I missed the mark. That's what sin is it's missing the mark. So every day you could sin, you could miss the mark. Now, if Miss King missed the mark, and God forbid, Lord, don't, Lord, please don't let it happen, all right? And that she might get with some other guy. And I use us because you get mad when I use you. So, so she might miss the mark and, 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 and do that. Well, my mark may have not been so bad. I just didn't come home at 7. I mean, at five. Her mark is greater, right? Because you don't realize my sin by me not showing up on time might have gave her the place to do something crazy. I know that was too heavy for you. You're going to think about that a little bit later. 
you might be causing somebody to miss tomorrow because you're missing tomorrow. Did that help you a little bit? I know I'm, I'm skating on some thin ice right now, but I'm trying to get you to see what God's trying to see. You don't hold nobody's sins against them. You don't judge nobody. What you've got to do is learn to let people deal with God, and you've got to learn how you're going to deal with you. Most things they keep people on alcohol and all these other drugs because they can't forgive. You refuse to forgive. I told you, it's just like drinking poison and you waiting on me to die. You drink the poison and you're going to sit back and watch me and see, am I going to get sick? You drink the poison. Bitterness, the Bible said, will rotten your bones. When you get to the point that you can't forgive somebody for something they did against you, it will rot. It, your body's not designed, your system is not designed to hold bitterness inside of you. It will destroy your bones. It will cause cancer. You'll go back to your drinking. You'll go back to it. And the devil, all he needs is a reason for you to mess up. If it's in you to mess up, and if your mate mess up, you know what's going to happen? The devil's going to tell you it's okay for you to do it. Why? Because it was already in you. And your mate gave you the reason. No, I didn't. Can't nobody give you a reason to sin. That's a choice you got to make. What you got to do is learn to forgive them. I pray to God that I never have to be faced with that fact. Right, baby? Right. I don't want to have to forgive you for messing up going outside the marriage, and you don't want to have to forgive me, right? We got that mutual agreement. Don't you do it, and I won't do it. <laughs> Y'all missed that one, didn't you? Anyway. All right. So these steps are taking a, long, a lot longer than I thought they were going to take. So what we'll do is just come back next Sunday, and I'm going to try to get it finished up. That's one thing that Jesus told the disciples. He told them, he said, he say, you, yeah, you took a bath, and you're clean. He said, but yet not all of you are clean. He said, I'm going to wash your feet. In other words, there's some places that you're going that's causing you to get dirty. Your walk is kind of twisted. So I need to wash your feet. No, no, Master, don't wash my feet. He said, if I don't do it, you don't have no part of me. If I don't get you to do better in your walk, you will have no part of Jesus. Some of you all are going some places that you shouldn't be going. And you're going to end up doing some things that you shouldn't be doing. Those are the things that's going to mess your relationship up with your God. Thank you for listening to Repairs of the Breach Ministries podcast. If you would like to learn more about our ministry, please visit us at rotbchurch.com. If you would like to be a blessing to us, please visit the website and select the donations link. Again, thank you for listening and have a blessed day.